Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. This is the podcast where we get you caught up on all things tech, pop culture, and trending news. And Encanto. And Encanto. <laughs> I'm Isaac, joined by my wonderful wife and is co-host. This? Is it a piece of blueberry? Uh, that's from a Cliff Bar. Okay. My wife, Bree, who's picking Cliff Bar crumbs off of my desk. <laughs> uh, we've like, got, what is that? We've got a great episode lined up for you this week. But first, we're going to talk about our weeks in pop culture do you want to go first? Encanto. Encanto. Okay, so there's a Disney movie called Encanto. Yes. Encanto. Encanto. And it, uh, was it in theaters ever? Do you know? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, it was in theaters, but this week it went on Disney Plus for free. Yes. And the the internet has been taken by storm. Yes. I guess it wasn't super popular in theaters, but I every single TikTok I've seen has been about Encanto. Yes. It's got very, like good music numbers it's mm-hmm. um lin-manuel miranda wrote it creator of hamilton yes and he did the music for moana as well mm-hmm. and he did all the music for it and it's so good you guys have got to watch it it's so good it's all about a colombian family that's running from la violencia i think that's how you say it running from violence and Basically, they come upon this magical candle that gives their family magical powers. Yeah. Yes. It's a very Disney movie plot. Yes. Oh, it's so good. The animation's amazing. Yeah. Musical numbers are amazing. Their dancing is amazing. Yeah. So good. Pretty much so just good. An characters all-around are great. Good movie. Yeah. Yes. So that's all the been... characters have like plot development and they work together, but it's about a magical Colombian family. And the music from it has been a staple in our home just as we're passing. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. That's been like. Yep. Yeah. As we've, as we've been passing each other in the halls, as I've been working from home more this week, that's been like a, a routine thing to say. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I actually listened to it in the car yesterday, which, if you know me, I'm not a car music person. No, you're not. So listen to that in the car. It was great. Are you a soundtrack person, though? Because I feel like you are. I, feel I would like listen you're a to a soundtrack, soundtrack over just music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. definitely. That makes sense to me. All right. Well, sticking with the movie theme, yes, I finally, I caved and I finally watched a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Now, you weren't against them. It's just they haven't been easily accessible to it's us. It's not that I was against them. It was more I just felt as if I have seen the Spider-Man origin story on a big screen enough. I've seen the Toby Spider-Man. I've seen the Andrew Spider-Man. And I've seen Tom Holland I'm as Spider-Man. Spider-Man. They're okay. They're okay. And I've seen Andrew as, or not Andrew, but um, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, like in the Marvel, like bigger movies, like Civil War and Avengers and stuff like that. But I hadn't seen, yeah, Endgame, but I hadn't seen like a proper Tom Holland Spider-Man movie Zendaya. Zendaya, full on. Spider-Man movie. I finally went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home. And honestly, best Spider-Man movie I've seen. Really? Because you really liked um uh what what was the animated one? We really I liked, liked that animated one. Oh, you know what? Okay, so into the Spider Verse. I really has liked Spider Verse. That was incredible. But in terms of a live action Spider Man movie, this one is my favorite of all of like the the three that's been. Is he your favorite Spider Man? I think Toby is still my favorite Spider Man. Really? Why? Just nostalgia. <laughs> just nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. Toby's my favorite just from nostalgia's sake, but. 
this was this handled it really good. I'm not going to spoil it because you probably have seen spoilers already, but I would not want to spoil this for you. I've seen no spoiler. I've seen okay. nothing for this. All right. Well, then you've seen no spoilers, so I'm not going to reveal any here, but I am going to say that it handles the Spider-Man sort of franchise and intellectual property very well, I think. Uh, all I know is there are all the Spider-Mans in it. That's a huge spoiler that I'm now going to cut from the podcast. <laughs> That was literally... That's what everybody one, knows about it. That was literally it. the one spoiler I was going to cut. Well, people have seen it by now if they're going to see it. If they care about the spoiler, they probably would have already seen it. Okay. No? I'll leave it. All what right. do you think? I, I let's mean, leave it's been it. out for several weeks. Let's leave it. If okay. you want to leave us a one star because of that, go for it. Go but. for it. <laughs> hey, rate us whatever you feel. I love how I was like dancing around it, and you're like, they're all in the movie. <laughs> well, not all of them. I don't think Miles Morales is. No, he's not. So, he's not, not all. So, not I will all. say it was a great so. movie. I had a blast in it. Um, freaking, what's his name? Um, Willem Dafoe. Incredible. Always. Willem always incredible. Green Jack-o'-lantern? Green Goblin. Yeah. yeah. Willem Dafoe was incredible in it, as Green always. Green Jack-o'-lantern's so much better name. I like Goblin, though. Goblin is such a great name. Mm. For a bad guy? Mm. A Jack-o'-lantern would be like a Halloween-centered guy. And he throws kind of... He, he throws Jack-o'-lantern, like, looking grenades. That's See? kind of his deal. Jack-o'-lantern. But uh, Willem Dafoe, incredible apples. in it. I loved it. I had a really good time, and I didn't necessarily expect to, but it was a good, good movie. And you hadn't seen the other one, so did it make sense? Yeah, I mean, they filled in the gaps. I think that it helps to know background and backstory, but I think that these movies are pretty well, you can see one at a time, and it's where, okay. Where does this fall in the MCU timeline? This is post the snap. Post the snap. You mean post, post endgame? Game. Yeah, post endgame. This is, yeah. Like everybody's back? Everyone's back. Because he had disappeared. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it's a spoiler. No, you're good. Not. You're good. <laughs> it's a great movie, though. So, yeah. Spoiler alert for Endgame. No. <laughs> Jumping into Thanos our first story. comes and he gets the rings and he snaps half of people out of existence for five years. Yeah. And they don't go back in time. They're dealing with it continuously. Yeah. So now the MC is real depressing. It is kind of depressing now. There you go. That's my recap for Endgame. I like that. You should have, we should make you, (laughs) someone who doesn't like the Marvel movies, we should make you do recaps of them after every single one. I don't dislike all the Marvel movies. I like Black Panther. And you liked uh, Black Widow? Yes. And I liked um, Captain Marvel. You liked Hawkeye too. Uh, (sighs) Plot was kind of wishy-washy. Plot wasn't all there for me. I don't know. I was missing a lot. You want to jump into the first one? Yes, you're going to have to explain all three topics to me today because I got five <laughs> seconds into this article and I don't even understand what... Okay, real quick. Define NFT. Non-fungible token. Fungible? Fungible. Non-fungible token. Spell fungible. What F-U- is fungible? F-U-N-G-I-B-L-E. What is fun... Okay, define fungible. <laughs> uh, You can't copy it. Okay. Yeah. It's one of a kind. It's original. A one of a kind Chuck E. Cheese token. Got yeah, it. basically. Yeah. Okay. So an NFT, basically you buy it on the internet and you get a special chain code that says that you own it. People can screenshot it, copy it, but you are the quote unquote owner of that image. So you own something that is also nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're asking and talking about that because Gap... You know, from the mall, they've launched an, from the mall. They've launched an NFT hoodie <laughs> art from collection. The mall. 
So this is from The Verge, from Mia Sato from The Verge. Gap is the latest retailer to launch an NFT collection, which includes a $415 token that comes with a physical hoodie. So you can get a $415 piece of NFT art that also, as a bonus, comes with a hoodie. Isn't that neat? That's interesting. Okay. So Gap is selling NFTs following other clothing retailers like Adidas, Nike, and Macy's in the recent months who have all jumped on the NFT space. The NFTs are built on the Tezos blockchain, um, and they've tapped the artist behind um, Frank Ape. This is kind of like a street, like graffiti style, um, kind of like a Keith Haring looking figure, like art wise. Sure, you're saying a bunch of names. Yeah. So the guy, uh, Brandon Signs, creator of Frank Ape cartoon characters, uh, is behind the designs. Here's how this works for shoppers who want to get in on this. The NFTs are in the form of a series of digital hoodie art with different levels of rarity. So there's a common level that's about $8.30. Or there's So you a, get a hoodie with $8? No, it's a digital NFT hoodie art. It's art that oh, goes on a hoodie. It's a hood. Okay. It's art of a hoodie. Yeah. Yes. That's $8. That's the common one. There's a rare. You get $8 for nothing. There's then a rare you get kind, a rare kind, an epic, and a one of a kind tier, and those all have scaling price points. Okay. Uh, they've partnered with this artist, and if you're looking to buy a hoodie, you can get the um, special epic level NFT, priced around four hundred and fifteen dollars. That includes digital art by Brandon, and a physical Gap and Frank Ape sweatshirt. But here's the deal. Here's where this gets so interesting. So does the sweatshirt match the NFT? Yeah, it has like features of the art. Or is it the, the kind? It's the sweatshirt has art that looks like the NFTs that you have. That's my oh, understanding. Oh, okay. So the deal is you have to, in order to buy the special epic level thing that comes with a sweatshirt, you also have to purchase four common and two rare NFTs from the collection, bringing the total up to $500. So this is interesting. I worked at Gap. You did. The Gap yeah. or Gap for like four years. And you weren't <laughs> and you weren't in the NFT space for them. No. 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 It's really funny though. And uh Banana Republic does this too. It's like the um more expensive version of the company. Yes. Uh they will hire designers to come in and do a special line. They've done that forever. Right. So they'll have like a certain run of designs. Mm -hmm. And they, they normally did it with Kanye. They normally bomb, like they normally don't do well, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I guess like one in eight does good or something. So yeah. I'm just, I'm imagining the logistics side of there's a bunch of these hoodies in a warehouse somewhere that are worth $500 of nothing to right. get it. Yeah. You have a little JPEG that you do what with? Nothing? You buy it and it sits in your crypto wallet. So you buy it and it's just, it's like a gold bar. Like you can't do anything with it. It's like it makes no sense it's to more, me at all. It's more like a digital beanie baby that sits on your computer. Oh my gosh. I I don't like NFTs. No. I don't like NFTs. <laughs> you would like them even less if you knew that in order for the receipt to be produced on the blockchain on the internet, it uses a lot of energy and computing power. Well, that's rude. <laughs> That's rude to it Mother Environment. It is rude to Mother Earth. Yeah, it is. Um, so the it's so irritating. But I just imagine there's like some one paid eleven fifty an hour, and they're in charge of like unpack unboxing these five hundred dollar oh yeah sweatshirts yeah from a warehouse somewhere. 
I also love at the end of this article, they said, um, if you don't want the $500 hoodie and you're not too picky, Gap also has a 50% off sale that brings the price of a men's hoodie down to about $25. Yeah. So- <laughs> Which is like, it's putting in perspective how much a Gap hoodie costs. Back when I worked there, it wasn't the most streamlined of all shipping and logistics no. process, but they could have changed a lot since 2016. Mm-hmm. They definitely now so, have digital beanie babies. So. Digital beanie babies like yeah. everybody else. Okay, well, I, 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 I think it's really interesting that they're sending art of a hoodie and then they're selling a hoodie. Like, that's yeah. weird. It is. It is different, but... A lot of people are trying to do it. I mean, when the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade happens. Is it because no one happens, can draw? Is this what it is? Just everyone wants like a, a thing that has weird meaning to it? Like, how does it even hold its value? It's it's kind of the new hotness right now in the like. How does it hold its own value? I don't understand that. The market demands of it. What happens when people get tired of it? That's exactly. We don't need it. No, that's exactly it. It's not like a necessity. So how would we need this item? Um, That's how, that's how like houses have value is because people need to live somewhere. One of the more pro NFT arguments is that, um, if we all actually do start interacting in the majority of our time in a digital space, all of the digital art that you have can be hung up in your home in the digital space. So let's say that I bought that a bunch of... That will never of... happen. We okay. need human interaction in person. The pandemic has taught us this. We all went insane mm-hmm. be- from this. We are never going to an all digital workspace. I, I would I tend to agree. Yeah. Oh, that's but stupid. That's someone... such a waste of money. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, there Ugh. you go. So you're not going to be purchasing the Gap NFT collection? I... I loathe NFTs now. <laughs> I loathe. I didn't know what this they were. This is a very on-brand opinion for I you. I didn't know what I they were until just worse. now, and now I hate them. Yeah. Like, if you're investing in an item and it's going to be obsolete in two years, what are you doing? It's going to be completely obsolete. I don't know why we're spending $500 on Beanie Babies. Why are we doing this? It's so stupid. All right. Not a surprising take for you. This makes sense to me. Have you seen that image of court proceedings? It's like a divorce proceedings back in the (laughs) the 90s. And they're giving up the Beanie Beanie Babies. babies. (laughs) Sheesh. On the floor of the courtroom. That's going to be a lot of disgruntled couples in like 2030, but they're doing it all with like crypto wallets. Jeez. Trying to sort out their like funky ape collection Jeez, they're gap nfts yeah story number two tesla you know tesla the car people (laughs) and wait in aerospace aerospace so that that's spacex but tesla they've got the cars explain the eye roll oh my gosh all right so (laughs) elon musk has about 35 grips that he's currently running right now you're calling Griffs. I think they're griffs. I think this is You're a coming out on a public platform and calling them griffs. Listen, if the Elon Muskie boys want to come after me for it, they can. <laughs> um, so, and here's why I think that Tesla has removed the 2020 production date for the Cybertruck from its website. Now, Tesla is notorious for missing deadlines. That's one thing. This is another article from The Verge. The Cybertruck was announced in 2019 with Tesla promising that the vehicle would be rolling off production lines in late 2021. And then August of last year, 2021, full production was delayed to, quote, sometime in 2022. And now that deadline seems to have been waived, too. They removed the 2020 production date uh, towards the end of December 2021. 
so there's a lot of factors that could contribute to that. There's the, um, you know, global chip shortage, the pandemic, and the Cybertruck specific problems. Like the front window is so big, they're having to like redesign a new windshield wiper for it. And it's like just the dumbest stuff you've ever heard of. But basically, I feel like the logistics are not there. I don't think that we're going to get a Cybertruck. I don't a logistical quagmire. And I, don't I don't think, think that it will be solved. Yeah, I don't personally. I don't think we're going to see the Cybertruck ever come to fruition. I really don't. Because this year. I pre-ordered them. I think they're either <laughs> going to get canceled or they're going to find a shysty way to keep the money. Mm. Um, so this year, this year alone, Ford has committed to doubling the production of their F-150 Lightning. That's their truck. Uh, Rivian has started to shipping its R1T electric trucks. Tesla competitors are shipping their electric trucks now. Ford and Rivian are out. Hummer is releasing an electric truck later this year. So they invented the idea of an electric truck and everybody else is doing it, but they aren't even doing it. They promoted. That is funny. It's very funny. I don't know what is going on, but if I were them, Some I would be going on. figuring out how to get that thing off the production line as quickly as possible. But apparently they're not there yet. So... 2022. I feel like another competitor is just going to swoop in Listen, and take the spot. Of all of the available options, like looks-wise, I think a Cybertruck would be really cool to have. I think they look kind of neat. I know that a lot of people are like sort of turned off by the polygon looks of it. I yeah. like it. I think it's cool. I think it's kind of novel. I think there's an electric truck manufacturer coming to Oklahoma. Canoe. Yeah. Yeah, they're coming to Northwest Arkansas, actually. Fayetteville. I thought they were coming to Oklahoma. That's the drone people. Oh. I think... I think it's backwards. I think backwards. it's backwards. We're getting a lot of tech stuff in this area. Basically. Yeah, we are. It's going to be neat. But because we lived in the flatlands. Do you have anything to add about the Cybertruck thing? It's just very like mm. funny to me that we keep getting the delays pushed back. And there was recently a TikTok showing the um, Vegas like car tunnel that they dug out that the Boring Company, another one of Elon Musk's companies. And it was like a traffic jam underground on one lane of highway that couldn't go anywhere. And it was just a terrible idea. I just, I feel like we could be focusing our efforts on something that's actually fruitful. Yeah. Like feeding people and housing people. Mm. Like putting homeless people in empty shopping malls. I think instead of doing that, they should release a NFT of the Cybertruck. Uh, and yeah. that is what you purchase that's instead how they'll of get the truck. Another, that's how they'll get another like 80 million. Yeah. They'll have then... Cybertruck <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> I don't that's know how why you, they haven't done that. That's how you reserve your order for the Cybertruck is you buy the $50,000 NFT of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate that. <laughs> your brain just fell through your nose just now a little bit. There was a house that went on the market close, like nearby us in Fayetteville that had an electric vehicle like plug oh. in their garage. There you go. Yeah, there you go. interesting. Jumping into our last story today, we kind of talked a little bit about the this metaverse. This is hilarious because I we are talking about all companies that I've worked for, basically. Yes. So this is from Wired. This is um, an article talking about how video games have already been doing what the metaverse has been promising us. Uh, so for the last 20 years or so, video games have been a space where people interact on the internet together. Give examples. They Let's do. Go. So Second Life. World of Warcraft, um, Eve Online, Minecraft, Minecraft. These are all spaces where people have digitally hung out. Isn't like technically the Wii, like me? That, is, that is one of them. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's a video game. In video game spaces, people have been exchanging things that have real world value. They've been collaborating on art. They've been hanging out in video games, and this is what the tech executives like 
Mark Zuckerberg are pitching metaverse as this some sort of novel feature, when in reality, it's not new. It's and nerdy. It's nerdy, but it's not new. So the New York Times wrote about something that they said is hardly newsworthy, a wedding in the metaverse. The bride wore a flower crown with a gray button skirt fit for a midtown office. The groom resembled Jeff Bezos. And at the reception, there were guests in a stage and a photo slideshow. Everything was familiar except the venue. Where were they? Turns out the bride's corporate attire wasn't too out of place. Instead of a church or a hall, their wedding took place in the metaverse. Baker metaverse. Specifically an unknown lo-fi virtual world called Verbella, an outgrown real an outgrown of a realty company EXP World Holdings, which employs both halves of the couple. So these two people I worked at EXP. You did. I've been on this. You did. You've it's been awful. You've been on the EXP metaverse. It's so You've Bad. actually, you've worked in the metaverse. I have worked in the metaverse. I talk, hate that. That talk, makes me upset. Talk to me about your experience a little bit. Um, so you had your little avatar and when you logged on, it showed your little avatar. So as long as you were online, your little avatar was like sitting in a chair. So we would go and go to these meetings. She's doing finger quotes here. Uh huh. Yeah. And I would go to another room full of like these blocky metopia people and yeah. that's where the meeting would be. And mm-hmm. it felt very juvenile. Yeah. Very silly. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a serious thing. Like r- real estate is serious. Like yeah. that is a serious thing. Why are we in our weird little blocky khakis watching a meeting? Yeah. It just nobody could get on board with the technology and the technology itself was already like way, way past its time. Like it's already, you know, 20 years old looking. It's very clunky. It's very clunky. Yeah. Very, I don't know, glitchy. Yeah. It was was cringy because it felt like I, I, as one who sees video games on a regular basis and plays video games myself, it seems like they really, it's like the MS Paint. Yeah. Of like office suites. Yeah. You know, it's like that's it's not good. It's no it's it's bad. It's bad looking. It's, yeah. It looks old. I don't know. I feel like we're just going to antiquate ourselves out here with the technology that we make. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wanting to talk to you about, because that article made me think about, oh, Breeze worked in the metaverse. Like what that. Zuckerberg is wanting to do with virtual reality on the meta platform you did it just with your laptop and a computer program. Well, like you it was were really awkward. The computer program crashed my computer <laughs> a bunch. I ended up having to get a new computer, just destroyed it. Like, it's not good, you guys. That's <laughs> incredible. And people need human interaction. We yeah. need that. Yeah. We need that. Yep. We don't need little people, like little me people. Like, go get, if you want to do that, go get yourself a Switch. <laughs> and play around on it and have fun. Yeah. This is a fun thing. We yeah. we don't need to do this for real in-person interactions. Yeah. Okay. I just, that, that made me think about that. And the overall point of the article is less of a news thing and more just kind of closing thoughts on my end that I really appreciated someone else putting out there. And I'm going to give a shout out to the author of the article, uh, Cecilia Di, Diastastaslo. Um, that's... <laughs> Destroying. Try again, try again. Cecilia D. I'm going to say Cecilia D is her name from Wired. Um, Anastasio. She had this take that I fully agree with that since like 1996, when people were using little avatars to jump around in little MMORPGs, we've been doing the metaverse. And what they're offering is a platform to use video games to work in. And that just feels 
awful to me. I don't want to do that. That feels terrible. Someone who likes video games, that's a terrible idea. There is going to be someone who gets fired by their boss who's wearing like a Shrek avatar in the future. And that's depressing to me. I don't like that. It's really dark. It's really dark. Yeah. So maybe play more video games. Avoid avoid the metaverse. Go get a Switch. They're $200. Yeah. Go get some games. There you go. Guys, come on, please. I'm begging (laughs) you. I'm begging you. Just go get yourself a little Switch Lite. They sell them everywhere. Just go and get yourself Animal Crossing or Metopia. Just play a little game. Be happy. Yeah. Go to work. Clock out. Like, it, it's going to be okay. <laughs> this is my advice. This is my advice to you all. It's not all about work. Let's get out of the metaverse. Mm. Let's talk in person. Nice. The end. <laughs> <laughs>